Welcome to Season 2 with Dr. Annette West. This show is coming to you from a holistic view and faith-based, sharing varied topics, occasional interviews, and discussions. The purpose of this show is to help us to build up our mind, our body, and our soul. I want to give a shout out to Dr. Sax Love for allowing this show use of his jazz instrumental, Jazz Funk. Now it's time for us to get started this week. On this week, I wanted to speak from the topic of forgiveness. Last week, in episode three, we talked about healing from rejection. And I mentioned forgiveness and unforgiveness in that session. So I thought today would be a good time to come back and add more perspective on the thought of forgiveness. The thought of forgiveness. Jesus did not say that if your brother sins against you, forgive him only once. He said we are to forgive seven times, seven times consistently. In Luke 17 and four, it says, and if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. But forgiveness is not always easy. Especially when people have done you so wrong that you just don't feel like it. But if we look at the scripture, he didn't say, if you feel like forgiving them, then forgive them. No, that's not what he said. He says that if we want to be, if we want him to forgive us, then we have to be willing to forgive others. Matthew, the sixth chapter, 14, 15 verses says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive them their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Yes, we know that when people hurt you, the pain can go so deep. And sometimes resentment can occur. We don't want to stay in a pit of despair holding something against someone else when they're not even thinking about what they've done and they've gone on with their business. So what is un, what is forgiveness? And it's very simply a dismissing of a debt. Releasing your resentment, releasing your right to hear, I'm sorry, or your right to get even. Forgiveness is as much about you as it is your offender. It actually removes from you the weight of walking around with resentment. 
It frees you to be able to live the life of joy and peace that is that the Lord has given to you. But then again, what isn't forgiveness? Some people say, well, if you forgave them, then you need to stay with them. And some people say, well, if you forgave them, why aren't you over there? And why aren't you doing that? And so we don't excuse sins. So forgiveness, we have to know this, it is not the same as reconciliation. See, because to be reconciled, it takes two people to reconcile, but it only takes one person to forgive another person. The other person does not necessarily have any part in it. So forgiveness is not about letting the guilty person off of the hook. It is about moving the guilty hook from your own life and allowing God to deal with it. Because you forgive someone doesn't make you weak. It takes a strong person to be Christ-like. It takes a strong person to be able to look forward when someone's taunting you. It takes a strong person in the Lord. So, and think about this. Forgiveness is not based on what's fair. If we think about it, Jesus hung on the cross. Was that fair? Jesus died for your sins and my sins. Was that fair? But he did so, so that we could be forgiven. And there are many things that the Lord says in his word about forgiveness. God commands that we forgive each other in Ephesians 4 and 32. Go back and check out these scriptures. God wants us to see unforgiveness as sin. James 4, 17, it says, he who knows this, he who knows the good to do and does it not, it is sin. God wants us to get rid of unforgiveness and have a heart of mercy. Matthew 5 and 7. God wants us to overcome evil with good. Romans 12 and 21. And so in the word forgiveness, there's a four letter word in the center of that. And it says give. When you choose to forgive, you give someone a gift is what you are doing. Freedom, freedom for having to pay the penalty for offending you. And you're probably saying, oh, I don't know if I can forgive them. Mm, the way they did me, I, I, you know, I can't let this thing go. No, you don't have to let it go. You can choose to hold on to it for as long as you want till you die if you want to. But what will the Lord say to you when you stand at the gate? What will the Lord say to you about, didn't I tell you to forgive that person? Didn't I tell you to do this and that? And you didn't even, you couldn't even do just that little bit. Leviticus 19 and 18 tells us, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. 
And I'm not saying that we don't face the reality of what the person did to us. Yes, we we acknowledge that, that this particular thing happened. We may even say this particular person did it. But we don't want to hold on to anything that hinders our walk with the Lord, that hinders the healing process. So we don't want to minimize the offense. Don't say something like, no matter how bad he treats me or how bad she treats me, it's okay. No, it's never okay for someone to treat you bad. It's never okay for someone to take advantage of you. No, it's not. And if somebody tells you it is okay, they're lying to you. How can we serve a God of love? And if he's a God of love, then why would he expect for us to accept anything other than love? Ephesians 5 and 11 tells us that bad treatment of any kind is never okay. There's also don't excuse the offender's behavior. He doesn't, we've heard this probably a lot. Oh, he didn't mean that. That's not really what he meant. That's not really what she meant. Oh, I know they said that, but they really meant something else. And people sometimes cover up for the wrong that people do. You shouldn't feel upset with him because, oh, he's a family member or she's a family member. You should just, you know, look the other way because you go to the church house with them or you go to the assembly or wherever you fellowship because, you know, they're of the same body. Well, we're supposed to love each other. And how much more in the household of faith? In the household of faith is everybody, faith is everybody that belongs to Christ Jesus. But this is what we need to do. We need to call sin what it is. We need to call when we are wronged what it is. That helps us to face the truth instead of trying to hide behind something that we are that we are actually trying to keep it from someone or we trying to pretend like it didn't happen. Well, it did happen. Deal with it. Even if you can't deal with the person, Deal with the situation and the Lord and let the Lord know what you're going through. What's interesting is he already knows anyway, but he's waiting for us to come to him and let him know what's going on. And this is a big one because I actually dealt with someone on this. People think that because you forgive someone, that everything is all of a sudden just right. Now I have to choose to forgive the person, but forgiveness many times is a process. So somebody might say, yeah, I, I, yeah, soon as it, soon as it happened, I forgave them. That doesn't mean that you'll be able to be in that person's presence. That doesn't mean that you'll be able to converse with that person because the, it is still a process and we have to lay before the Lord as we are going through this process. And 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 sometimes people will make you feel guilty if you don't extend immediate forgiveness. 
I was looking at a show recently and, and it was on uh issue came up and somebody needed to um, deal with how they were treated. And, you know, and they said, look, I'm going to forgive you, but I, I, I'm just not there today. They looked at the person and they said, I'm going to forgive you because I've got to do this for me, but I'm not there today. And then they pro they moved on and they dealt with it and they talked to the Lord. Because sometimes when people wrong us, we don't really necessarily, even though we may know we were wronged, we, the brunt of it may not even hit us at that moment. The, the harshness, the full reality until we go back and we sit down and we ponder and we process is when it might kind of hit you like a, a car just ran into you. And so we must realize that we have to extend forgiveness at each stage as we are going forward. I remember um, someone wronged me and it was a tough wrong. And I, and I said, Lord, I, I know they love me, but I'm, I'm not feeling this person right now. I put my feelings in it. I told the Lord, Lord, I'm not feeling this person right now. And <clears throat> I've shared this before in um, a couple of other um, sessions. It took me about a year to really process through that thing. But in that time, the Lord said, don't talk about it. Don't share it with anybody. Just keep laying before me and, and thanking me for getting you through it. And I'm telling you, I didn't slow down. I continued to do the things that was required of me, but I was consistently at the altar talking to the Lord, thanking the Lord for healing me through this forgiveness process. And I'm going to tell you, it took a whole year. I would see the person. I wasn't, it wasn't like, I mean, I could be in the person's presence, but it was just something in me that just wasn't connecting. Wasn't rude to him, wasn't shrewd to him. But in me, I knew that something had not connected. And so... <clears throat> One thing I know about forgiveness is when you have told someone you forgive them, if you have the opportunity to tell them, or even if you tell the Lord, Lord, I forgive this person, guide me through this process. My thing was, if you wronged me and I was able to address it with you or not, I'd already addressed it with the Lord. And the Lord said, now I'm throwing it in the sea of forgetfulness. If it gets picked up, Dr. West, you the one picking it up. If you talk about it again in a negative context or against that person, it's because you chose to pick it up. So I chose to be forgiving, continue to be loving, stay before the altar. If I had any moments to arise, to rise up during that time, I would go back to the Lord. And I was like, Lord, I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to think this way about this person. I know that this person loves me. I know this person didn't mean to do. They didn't set out to do it, although their actions wound up impacting me. So we have to look at it and say, 
I want to be whole through this thing. I don't want to be broken for the rest of my life. I don't want to be shattered. I don't want to be torn down. You know, I don't want to keep going to this, to that place where I'm showing you, Lord, that I never really forgave the person, that I really have not trusted you to get me through this thing. So we are called by God to forgive. And what I found out is that when I genuinely forgave the person, it just drew me so much more into a stronger relationship with the Lord because I knew in and of myself and my flesh that I couldn't I couldn't do it on my own. I could do part of it, but I didn't want to have to deal with the person later in life or whenever and be always thinking about what the person did to me. But now I'm not saying that God re removed it from the back crease because see certain things you need to keep back there so that as you see certain things arising, it would prompt you to say, no, we're not going there again or that's not going to happen again because, you know, God's already God's already delivered from that particular thing. So we're not going to have that again. Or maybe you have to talk about like, look, you remember this? We're not going there. So we don't forget, but we forgive. But it's not, it's not at the front, the forefront of our minds where we are always talking about it or thinking about, it. oh my God, this person's going to do this to me again. Oh my God, I'm just waiting for this, this to happen. Nobody has time to live like that. And you remember I said before, um, I was like, Lord, I don't, you know, I'm not feeling this thing, but guess what? Forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is an act of our will. But even though I told the Lord I wasn't feeling it, I still did what I knew I needed to do for my own sanity, for my own development, for my own relationship with the Lord. Mark 11 and 25 says, when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that your father in heaven may forgive your sins. You want to be forgiven, so forgive others. Don't make it about you. I've heard people say things like, well, God, you know, I've been through so much and I've forgiven so many people, but for some reason, I just don't have the power to forgive this person. Yeah, you do. You do if you choose to. But what it is, you have to walk in God's power. For our power is limited. So we have to walk in the power of the Lord. So don't think about I'm doing it in my power. Say, Lord, I want to do it in your power. Second Peter one and three says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. We do not want to be in relationships with people where we resent them for things that they've done or said. Because all it's going to do is create more major issues. And if you keep it bottled up, it's going to create health issues, mental issues, psychological issues. And you want to be restored. You want to have oneness with the Lord.
It takes time. Well, let me clarify. God can help you process through that thing quickly. But some seeds are so deep. Some hurts go so far down into our spirit that God's got to do a working in us for us to get to the place where we have really focused and uh, moved on. I know um, I was looking at something. There are times, for instance, if you are in a an abusive relationship. Remember I said that God is love. If God is love, God would not want you to be in an abusive relationship. And so if someone is harming you, hurting you, wronging you, you have to be willing to seek assistance, be willing to shift. I remember telling somebody when I was in a season of separation, I said, I would rather live in a hut, in a little hut, a little teepee down here in this corner with peace than being a big fine house with all of the niceties and it's full of craziness. It's full of unnecessary actions and attitudes. What is your peace worth? What is your joy worth? Not holding on to any wrongs that anybody has done and not staying in the midst of something that could potentially not just maybe hurt you mentally, but could hurt you physically and could even possibly take you out of this earth, off this earth, out of this earth by someone killing someone from their actions. So you know, I just don't want us to be at a place where we are telling people, girl, just get over it. Guy, you need to just get over it. Because some things people just don't get over that quickly. But sometimes in the process of getting over, and since it's a process, you may need to do what? You may need to move. You may need to shift. You may need to even move, maybe even temporarily. I've seen people have to leave their marriages temporarily because of some of the things that are going on. So just because you're leaving doesn't mean you have to automatically say, oh, well, I'm leaving and I'm not going back. Maybe, maybe not. I've seen people in some of the worst relationships that I could never have imagined being in. But when they allowed God and sought the right people to talk to and got some counseling and some mentoring, they were able to process through and do a lot of forgiving in the process and still work it out. But so my encouragement to you really is people, hurting people hurt people. We don't want to be hurting people that hurt other people, although hurting people may hurt us. But we don't want to hold on to the wrongs that people do to us. We want to be able to keep the joy of the Lord as our strength. We want to be happy in the Lord. We want to enjoy our days. We will not be revenge seekers. We're going to turn it over to the Lord. We're going to trust the Lord. And we're going to say, Lord, I want to forgive this person. I want to release all of the pain 
that this person has caused me from my life, but I want to release this person. I want you to forgive me for holding on to that, but I also want you to forgive them, Lord God. And when you're feeling like you can't do it, just say it in it, Lord, I want to forgive. I trust you that I'm going to be able to forgive. I choose to forgive. Today, I move whoever the person's name is off of my emotional baggage, out of my emotional baggage. I move them off of my hook. I don't have, I don't want to have any thoughts of revenge against this person. And I'm trusting, Lord, that as I walk with you, that I will be able to process through this journey of unforgiveness. I want to thank you all for tuning in today. If you have not subscribed to this podcast, do so on Apple iTunes or your favorite platform. And please do so today. Share a comment after you subscribe and give a five-star rating. Keep tuning in every week. I guarantee you will be blessed. Bye-bye.